Hey, Nick. Hey, Bubba Weed. Hey, did you know this the song Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel? He, he was actually talking about his penis. What? The whole time? Yeah, it's, you know, he was talking about having sex. And and did you know that uh, the song Blinding Lights by The Weeknd was actually about driving under the influence? Under the influence? I figure driving because of the lights, but under the influence as well? And did you know that Weapon of Choice was actually about Dune? No, no. Now I know you're lying could be and uh, at lyrical innuendo we actually discuss these songs and more and decide if they are really about sex drugs or if they're just rock and roll and you can find the newest episodes on spotify and everything else at rabbitholepodcasts.com everything we do here at rabbit hole podcast is sponsored by audible if you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash rabbit hole pod you get to try it for free for 30 days Download any audiobook, original show, or podcast you want. After 30 days, you pay just $14.99 a month, and you get access to thousands and thousands of other audiobooks, shows, and podcasts. Cancel at any time, and if you do, you get to keep anything you've downloaded thus far. So it's literally risk-free. Again, that is audibletrial.com forward slash write whole pods. Using that link helps us out, and you support the show. So thanks. You can also support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash rabbit hole pods for as low as $3 a month. That's literally like one hash brown for McDonald's, y'all. I might even joke and look at the prices. You can get early access to episodes and all kinds of great bonus content. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash rabbit hole pods. Welcome to the Word of Hellmouth podcast, where we are going through the entire series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, episode by episode, rewatching and discussing everything that is Buffy and the Scoops. Today, we discuss season two, episode 12, Bad Eggs, which aired on January 12th, 1998. This side quest time travels us back to an age where reproductive school teachings resulted in caring for, you got it, an egg baby. But being the Hellmouth, they aren't your run-of-the-mill just-dating parasites. We gotta do something a little evil. So do all the scoops survive this Pod People episode, or are there sacrifices? I'm Heather Bexy Walsh, and with me, hopefully parasite-free, is my friend Mark Armstead. Mark, did you ever do the Egg Baby Project in school, and how did it go for you? <laughs> What's going on, Heather? And uh, according to my last blurt results, I am parasite-free. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So I went to middle school in a magical place called Dunk Dunk. <laughs> and for those of us who live in Maryland, they laugh just now because Dunk Dunk is a very interesting place. But so we didn't do the egg experiment. We actually had dolls. Oh, it was a doll. You guys yeah. had dolls. Yes. And they were called Baby Think It Over dolls. And essentially, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry. That's amazing names. Yes. They were, they were the baby thinking over dolls. <laughs> and uh, so we didn't have the egg, but it was an actual like a, a, a cabbage patch kid sized doll. 
And what would happen is that the doll would cry, right? And there was a key, essentially. It reminds me of like, the closest thing I could say, it was like a, like an alarm system key. It was like a circular cylinder with a little notch on the top of it. But you stick the key in the back and you had to twist it you know, to keep the baby from crying. And the baby would cry at different intervals, right? So not like there were like the regular dolls that cried. And then, and I'm not joking, there was the crack baby dolls. Shut the fuck up. There were the crack baby dolls who <laughs> this is so fucking bad. But the crack baby dolls uh were to admit children who were born, you know, on, you know, addicted to crack. So again, done duck. So <laughs> <laughs> the crack baby dolls I, had I, 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 I swear I'm speechless continue yes. please the crack baby dolls had a higher pitch cry so it wasn't like a regular baby car it was a higher pitch cry and at a uh, shorter frequency so it will screech like every 15 or so minutes uh uh-uh. uh uh-uh. so and the dolls will go off throughout the day and night to mimic, you know, being a parent. You know, three o'clock in the morning, if you cry to the baby, if the dog cries for too long, you know, it could pick that up and, you know, you, you'll you fail. But yes, so it, they had them in my health class. I never got one, but I had friends who did. And it, it was, it was, it was chaos. Utter chaos. But yes, the baby think it over doll. That's one hell of a name. I can't believe they made crack babies. I don't know. Yes. They make crack babies. I can't believe they did that. I, I, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that with me, and I'm gonna be telling people that story for a long time, Mark. Just so you yep. know, it, it was just a two so for know. one. Don't have babies, <laughs> and don't do crack, and don't have babies while doing crack. So it's like three lessons Definitely. in one. <laughs> I, I actually, uh, I appreciate that to an extent. Um, Brosnan had one of the babies that are supposed to be like realistic too. They're he came home and it was in a car seat and all this stuff. I think he had it for like three or four days, but he figured out the tricks really quick. He's like, oh, if it's crying and I just put my face on it, my hand on its face like this, it's, it's fine. And I'm like, so you're not doing the assignment. He's like, no, no. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can't blame you, but I did have the eggs. Oh. <laughs> I I had the eggs and because I was me, I had to go over the top of it. So I created this like little basket. And then I decided that I wanted to give my egg a brother and a sister. So I had triplets. Yeah, don't ask. I made this elaborate <laughs> journal up. It was like seven pages long. Oh, we God. Had to, we had to like do all of this stuff. We had, I think we we did it for like a week straight. <clears throat> there was no way to tell if we had somebody babysit the egg for us while we did stuff or didn't. But I took it so not seriously, but I just had so much fun with it. I colored my eggs and I put all sorts of stuff on in my little basket that I carried around with me. And I was so, junior high for me was like the most awkward, weird year of my entire life anyway, as far as socially went. So I was even more of a pariah after that. Oh, it was wow. it was bad, but I so got into it. And the irony was I never wanted to have kids ever. But look how many I ended up having, Mark. Three, three. <laughs> I ended up having three. And, and you're awesome mom. So it works. Uh, I love it. Being a mom is the coolest thing I've ever fucking done. So I didn't know what the hell I was thinking about. My subconscious knew what was going on. They're like, you're a dragon mama lady. But 
But I will tell you what is really good birth control for teenage boys or girls. Have another child after they're teenagers because bras and Allie were, you know, they were teenagers by the time Adam was born. So they got to actually see firsthand what it was like to have a working mom take care of a little baby every day. And, and they would wake, hear the baby wake up and cry at night and they get to see firsthand all of those things with, you know, their, their adolescent minds. So I used to tell everybody all the time, I was like, best birth control ever is Adam. Bronson's not going to have kids for a long time, I promise. Yeah, it'll do it. It'll do it. And the crazy thing about it, again, going to school at Dundalk, there were girls who were pregnant having kids. They're like, I'm doing this shit now. Like, yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah. You, you really are. <laughs> You're doing yeah. it. Well, but, well, yes. seriously, too. It's just, but it is. It's, 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 it's crazy, but it's, but it, but anyway, the egg thing was silly. And, and two, the egg, like you saw that if you watch any like 90s shows, pop culture type shows, like Saved by the Bell, you will see an episode of them having to keep their eggs safe and get married and do all of these other things for these kinds of classes. Right, right. And I never understood it because it was, it was such a TV trope that like I thought it was just like a TV thing. But like, this is so easy to cheat. Um, boil the egg one replace the egg like like like, honestly how are you checking if this was done properly exactly that's what that's what i said i was i was already social pariah so the fact that i took mine so seriously and had so much ridiculous stupid fun with it to entertain Mm -hmm. myself i was just a weirdo but nobody else was doing that everybody was lying and lying and lying and i'm like no i'm changing the diaper right now no i can't do this I can't do this chore. I'm taking care of my baby. Yes. It made I drove everyone insane. I often make the joke that uh, I think all like health and sex ed classes should just show teeth as a part of their uh, the curriculum. The movie teeth. Everyone. Oh my gosh! Should, yes. Yes. Everyone should see that movie, and, and, and that should just be a part of all sex ed. But we digress. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> <laughs> yes so bad egg is an episode now i don't think it was expressly said in this episode but the ep- the the show starts uh with them at the mall you know yeah. they're kind of busy doing things it felt did, it, did this episode feel christmasy to you like this is kind of like christmasy time it yeah. felt like if anything it felt like a special episode like when you have shows that do like you said seasonal stuff like a special halloween episode or mm-hmm. or thanksgiving or or christmas or something like that it had that sense of feel to it maybe because we were yes. at the mall because yeah, the, was, mall, the mall the mall and, yeah the mall and christmas go together for shows and movies why is that it really Santa's there shopping and consumerism yeah <laughs> really you know yeah. not too long ago we had the uh, halloween episode you know so it feels like in the timeline of buffy the vampire slayer they could be in late November, early December-ish. It could, if, and it aired in January. So this is actually totally plausible. Yeah, it just felt very Christmassy. It, did, it, it wasn't expressly Christmas. No one, like, no. there weren't Christmas trees or Christmas music. But it just, when I watched, I'm like, this feels like this is leading up into Christmas. I agree. I agree. Yes. So life is lifing uh, back in Sunnydale. So after the Ted incident, kind of water under the bridge at this point, 
uh, Buffy is with her mom and she's shopping in the mall. You know, they're they're getting ready, they're grabbing things, they're doing X, Y, and Z. So uh, Joyce tells Buffy, like, hey, I need you to grab my dress from this from the cleaners. They're about to close. I need you to do this quickly while I go do something else because the mall is about to close. Now, Buffy is, you know, like, okay, teenager doing things, but Buffy's also the vampire slayer. And she sees uh, a gentleman in a uh, cowboy hat kind of abscond with a, a, a young lady, you know, into an arcade. I miss them all, and I miss arcades. Me too. I was thinking yeah. the same thing watching this. I got nostalgic when I saw the token machine. I was like, yes. I want to play. They don't even use tokens anymore. They have cards now. Friend, friend of of the show, Bubba, <clears throat> Bubba Wheat. Yeah, he'll he'll he can tell you all about that. I went to a Chuck E. Cheese not too long ago, and I was given a card. Like I don't get tokens anymore. You no. get a card. It's like a credit card. And I'm like, these kids don't. They're not right. It ain't do right. Do you guys have Do you guys have the adult ones? Like we have. Um, oh yeah. Um, yeah, we have like Dave and Buster's and Pinball Pete's here. They're cool, but so, I still haven't been to one in forever. Yeah. So. Um, in Baltimore, well, Baltimore County, we have a few David and Busters um, throughout the state, but we also have, I think, it's, oh God, what is it called? Round one, I think it's called. When I, in our big mall, we have a round one, which is like a Japanese arcade, uh, Bowen Alley arcade thing, but it's so really nice. Cool. I want to have my birthday there, honestly. I, I, I'm contemplating having my 40th there. I'll like drive. old school, like Chuck E. Cheese party. I'm getting in the car adult. now. I'm ready. Well, you got two years, but definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy sees a vampire sort of abscond with a, a young lady. Uh, and she doesn't know that this is a vampire, of course, because he hasn't gone on vampy just yet. But Buffy knows. So well, she sees that he has no reflection in the mirror going up the escalator. Yes. Yes. That's what she catches. Thank you for that. So she's looking at not now she has to go pick up the dress for Joyce. That that was her, you know, that was Buffy's. She was you know, going to goal. do it. Yeah, she yeah. was going to, but she's the chosen one. And, you know, mom's dress, young girl dying, possibly becoming another vampire. You know, exactly priorities. So the girl is kind of being necked on in a sensual way, not vampire way. But, you know, she's being nuzzled by this guy who's a vampire, so she can't see his face. But Buffy can. Buffy knows the deal. So she says, hey, you know, what's going on here? And the girl's like, mind your business, you know, you know, can't you see we're busy? Because she's thinking of this girl trying to squirrel in on her man, not knowing that he's, like, she's about to become dinner for this dude. So Buffy plays a very smart role, like, hey, you know, guy, you, you're meeting me X, Y, and Z. Like, she's pretending to be his girlfriend trying to run a diversion to get this girl gone. And she's like, oh, what's going on here? See that he's all vamped out. Oh, you're a vampire. She runs away. So Buffy fights with this vampire, but she doesn't fake him. He gets away. But Tiffany doesn't happen with Buffy. This, this no. is not a normal Buffy thing. It was, it, was, it was good comic timing, too. Mm-hmm. He was like, he realized that she wasn't just some run-of-the-mill chick. And they go back and forth. And he's like, uh, no, I'm out of here. And I fully appreciate a villain that knows when to make a timely exit. Spike is fantastic about it. 
I've used, I've brought up General Grievous before <laughs> in the yes. Star Wars world, but I appreciate a villain that's like, no, you know what? Uh, and especially when you get someone that's old, which you, I, I feel like you kind of get the uh, feeling that this, this guy's been around for a while too. He's, he's in a cowboy hat. He doesn't belong in Sunnydale. So he's traveled at the very least, but, exactly. <clears throat> but I like that. I like that, that whole, no, I'm going to go away to, to fight another day. Yes. So Vamp gets away and Buffy, you know, gets back to normal. She's meeting her mom in the food court. And Joyce is like, where's my dress? Your, your what? Your dress? Like, Buffy has bigger things on her mind. She was just, you know, for the vampire. But Joyce doesn't know that. You know, here's the huge dichotomy of Bar, of Buffy. I almost called her Barbie. Of Buffy's life. You know, yes, you know, she has this huge task of being the chosen one, the slayer. You know, to defeat evil, but also she is a six-year-old girl, and you know she has to do all the things that a six-year-old kid, you know, has to do, like listen to your parents. You gotta listen to your parents and do what they say. Yeah, well, I mean, that's where this this whole like metaphor for Sunnydale and for high school being a horror movie. You know, the whole idea of that, anyway, is it really does work. And it works specifically with Buffy with her having this secret side life too, because how many parents do you talk to that say they have no idea what's going on with their teenage children? They don't know who their friends are. They don't know the names of them. They don't know what they do in their spare time because they don't share. Or you hear teenagers saying, no, I'm not going to tell my mom that. And Buffy has her side life happens to be actually fighting evil and saving the world and whatnot. But it's completely legitimate that her distractions and the way that she behaves isn't that it could just be a typical teenager who's distracted by her own stuff and doesn't care and that's the reason that Joyce never becomes except for on Ted briefly but we found out she was on ecstasy so but I think that's why it's it's easier to forgive Joyce for a lot of a lot of the the heavy she comes down with with Buffy because she really is trying to be a good mom Mm-hmm. She yes, doesn't know. Absolutely. Scotty yeah. don't know. <laughs> Scotty doesn't know. Don't know how Scotty didn't know, but he doesn't. No. <laughs> so, uh, of course, Joyce is disappointed in Buffy. Buffy is like anguished because, like, God, I, I, you know, I didn't mean to not do what you asked me to do. So, we're in school the next day, and Zandelia are, you know, doing the do in the closet. You know, they're Heavy padding. Call back to last episode. But they're making out. And they're making out right before class. Right before health, sex ed class, honestly. Well, that that's the class they go to next. So after they're making out, we're in the classroom and the teacher is talking about uh things that uh, what's it? Things that uh consequences hinder. of sex. Yes, consequences of sex. Yes. And you know, they're students and Xander raises his hand and says something, you know, that of course pisses off Cordelia. Yeah, bad breath. And then Cordelia raises her hand, you know, she says something that pisses her off about the situation. And we clearly know that Xander and Cordelia are doing the do. And yeah, everyone else says it's like Willow is looking at the two of them like something is not right here. Yes. Now something is <laughs> rotten in the state of Denmark. Something's going on. Now at this point, had I been in this classroom, I would have said, oh, they fucking fuck. Okay, got it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, Me too. Like, 
Like, oh, okay. Oh, y'all, y'all doing it, ain't y'all? Yeah, you too. Yes, yes. I was that person in high school. Say the obvious as loud as possible. Like, oh, I see what's going on here. Well, it completely blew up the spot. But this is the health teacher. And what was his name? Because he has a name. And you know, if you are a teacher who has a name, you know, that's like. It's not going to end well. Yeah, your, your death warrant has been signed. Oh, God. I thought I wrote down his name. But something like Mr. Watford or Thompson, something along the I have I have I have glasses teacher. So I was like really into great description. Let me see. Uh Mr. Whitmore. Whitmore. That's Whitmore, yes. Mr. Whitmore. So Mr. Whitmore is the teacher that gives out the egg assignment. So everyone gets an egg. Do you know where these eggs came from? No, I, we're guessing the local Kroger or Publix, whatever, whatever West Coast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know what they have. On, I don't know what they have over there. I don't think they have Kroger. Maybe they do. Maybe Kroger. Well, I think Kroger goes. Kroger is, is, a, is a Southern thing. I know. We have Kroger, Kroger. here too. You do? Um, okay. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, I know Publix and like. Um, there's one that starts with W too. I'm thinking of Wegmans. That's, Wegmans, yeah, that's that's yes. uh, southern and east coast and stuff like that. But I don't know much about the west coast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know their uh, market chains. Hold on, what what is that one? Uh, Heb, I don't know H E B, but I think that's like Texas. They're big in yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're yes. you're right, and I think it is Heb, and I think they're in Florida too. Oh, okay. So, listeners in California, no, let us know. <laughs> What is your market chain? I know we have Giants here. We have Weggins. Weggies, I call them Weggies for short. But they're more of a New York base, and they kind of go down. Kroger is like Virginia, down, and I guess over. Publix is like South. Heb is Texas. But yeah, let us know. And we have Giant, too. Giant is another chain we have here on the East Coast in our area. But we don't know where these eggs came from. It's, it's, it's the point here. So everyone's getting their eggs and of course Buffy isn't in class because she's doing other things fighting yes Buffy's doing other things so we don't know uh the deal there no well, actually, we're back in the library and yeah she's training out- with Giles that's what she was doing yes she's training with Giles and uh, she's recapping what happened at the mall with Giles and we find out that the uh vampire that she came across is actually a sibling. He has a brother. And together they are the Gorch brothers. Yes. Uh, they, and they are old. They're very old. According to Giles, they turned around the 15th century. Back in the 1500s, they became vampires. And they're essentially serial killers. They kind of etched their way across the country in blood killing and doing all types of stuff. Yes, but, but they did a lot of that stuff before they were vampires. So they were already evil. Yep. They remain they remain even more more even more evil. <laughs> Too many mores. But yeah, they're made even more evil than they were in life. Uh so Xander gives Buffy her egg because she wasn't in class. Uh and Buffy's like, Yeah, I get to be a single parent. Yeah. So uh it's also my favorite line. She said, I killed my gigapet. I'm like, oh my god, I had a gigapet. Yes. I had a few gigapets. Around this time, so I had uh, 
Oh, I had to. There were those in what, like Tamagotchis? Uh, there are Tamagotchis, Gigapets, Nano Babies, and uh, the Digimon. The so, Digimon. That was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yes. So, ugh, this is so much. I, my two favorites. I had a Nano Baby. I had the Mega Gigapet. The Mega Gigapet had multiple pets on the same device. And I had the Rugrats one. So, you had Spike the Dog. Tommy, Chucky, and Angelica. All on the same gigapet. You're going to take care of all four of them at the same time. Oh my and goodness. That was a lot of fun. Like when she said gigapet, I'm like, oh shit, I remember gigapets. And I had me and my best friend, we had Digimon. So you can actually make them fight. This is like towards the tail end of the gigapet, you know, digital pets, you know, era. But you, um, they're fighters, so you like attach them together, and you like a little fighting game. No, so you'll, you you'll train them. Awesome! Oh yes, there's the fighting nanos and the Digimon. Those, those are the two brands that let you attach them and, and fight each other. So cool! It was. It was a lot of fun. But raising this egg is the last thing yeah, on Buffy's responsibility. Yeah, like no, no, she's like fuck this egg. So uh, we find about the Gorch brothers, and of course, you know, make out making out is another thing in this episode too. A lot of making out in Lots this episode. Of it. Lots so, of it with everybody. I mean, it is the sex episode, so it is. It is. I have that. That's what I have written up top that I named it. It's the sex episode. Bad eggs. It sex is. episode. <laughs> and it's really kind of foreshadowing leading up to the very next episode. When I can't wait to be talking about that one. Oh my goodness, y'all! Next week is going to be insane. It is. It's it, it's going to be crazy. I haven't even watched that episode yet, but I just this is the episode. Let you know a couple episodes ago was the episode I started watching originally, my original run of Buffy. So I was about three or four episodes in when next week's episode kicks off. More okay. on that later. So <laughs> this episode, I think, was my first episode. If not, it was surprise. So okay. I either got hooked on bad eggs here or on surprise. I don't remember which one it was, but this is when I started. I came in almost like right after you because I just, I know that I just missed Kendra and I don't ah. think I saw Ted because I don't think Ted would have wheeled me in because mm-hmm. when I did finally see Ted, I had that negative reaction to it. So I think it was right. either bad eggs or surprise was actually the first one, but surprise is what got me. Oh, this is my show. This is my jam. <clears throat> When you say surprise, I think of that meme of that lady from the 70s saying, surprise, 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 surprise. Yes. <laughs> I'm just smiling. Every you say surprise, I'm thinking, surprise, surprise. <laughs> now that's all I'm going to oh. hear every time. Perfect. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so sorry. But yes, so uh, Buffy and Angel are making out. They're supposed to be looking for the cowboys, but I mean, they're keeping warm. Right, right. You know, don't see them. Let's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> don't see them. Let's make up. Now, they can't find the cowboys. They can't find the Gorch brothers, but the Gorch brothers are looking at them like, hey, that's Angelus, not Angel, Angelus. So, this denotes they've been around for a while. They're actually older than Angel, because I think Angel's yeah. only 240 years old. Where they're made in the 1500s, so they they have them beat by at least two centuries. So I'm like, if that's the Slayer, why is Angelus kissing the Slayer? 
this is they, very, very strange. Yes, and they decide not to attack for that exact reason because they know mm-hmm. Angelus is a formidable guy, but also what is going on. And these two are not the smartest cookies in the bunch. Right, very, very true. So Buffy comes home from uh from you know slaying and patrolling and making out with Angel, making and she's laying down. Um, and she made a cradle for her egg, and she's just you know laid it there, cute little egg. And so the eggs start moving, y'all. Eggs start moving, and a long ass tentacle comes out the egg and starts <laughs> caressing Buffy's nose, nostrils. That is no. such like a a sci fi trope. Like we said earlier, invasion so... of vital body snatchers, but things that touch your nose and uh, uh, I don't. Tentacles. Okay, I'm with you on that. I don't like any of that. That stuff gives me the creeps, and I think it's all Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan's fault when they put mm. the little little bugs in Chekhov's ears. And no, no, I don't want stuff going creatures, tentacles, stuff in my nose, my mouth, and my ears yes. to keep out. I want to cover right. it, protect it when I sleep. So what kills me, like it, it, uh, what really messes with me, uh, <laughs> I know Invade of the Body Snatchers has been around for a very long time, like the remake and the original, but I didn't see those like early in my movie watching time. What I did see was um, from the 90s, the Puppet Masters. Yes. Do, do you remember this? With the yes. like little um, horseshoe crab shaped thing and it, that yes. spurred with me. So like ah that it's creeps me creepy. out. But well, like I you mean, said though, these are these are like this is a pretty typical trope used in science fiction and, and horror too. I mean, if you've watched Stargate at all, the Gwaul, that's what they are. They're parasites. They go into your mm-hmm. body and they take you over. Um, I think it's the same thing with species and stuff like that. You've got parasites that come take over your bodies. And I, I don't know. There's something about that that's just terrifyingly creepy to me because it seems like it's entirely plausible. Plus, if we run into it, an it. alien species or a monster or something, I feel like it's way more likely that it's going to be something like this that we wouldn't recognize. Um, and that would be completely foreign to us. I think the probability of seeing something humanoid out there would be slim to none. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we see this witness. It's the next day. We're back in the library. And Buffy is tired. My notes were lethargic in library. Mm-hmm. And you know, she didn't get much sleep at night because she was trying to get into your brain, girl. That's why. But not sleeping well. Uh, they're talking about it. She has her egg. And we find out that Xander cheated. So Xander actually boiled his egg. Yes. But yeah. Xander's full of energy. Willow and Buffy are sitting on the steps, all, like you said, lethargic and tired. Xander boiled his egg. And now we, as the viewers, know that something funky's going on with the eggs. So mm-hmm. we're figuring this out, but they don't know yet. Right. Right. So... Uh, the next thing I have is Buffy and Angel talk about the future. Because yeah. Buffy's turning 17 soon. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, what, like, what life looks like. Because, of course, health class, having kids and doing all this thing. And vampires can't have kids, mm-hmm. uh, to our knowledge. Well, that's a whole other podcast for a whole different show. But, yeah, <laughs> vampires can't have kids, typically. <laughs> And, uh, you know, she's madly in love with Angel. And, you know, what is that going to look like for them? And Buffy says one of the most cheesiest lines ever. 
Oh my gosh, like, I love this. Is another one like we brought up before. This is another one I wrote it down too. Like, oh my yes. god, I was so into this when I was younger, and now I'm like, oh, this is cheesy. We're it right. is like, oh, you're right. Oh god, it's, but a teenage would have ate this shit up because I did I ate this shit up. I gobbled <laughs> it. It was delicious. Yes. So Buffy says to Angel, "When I look into the future, all I see is you. All I want is you." Yes, come on. Okay, over. Come so on. it's so cringy. It really is. But it's <laughs> it also is. totally legitimate of that age. And like Mark and I right. said, we ate this shit up. It was so perfect. Now we're like, Absolutely. oh, come on. Come on. But like, it was... girl, get... lies, lies. But yes. <laughs> However, it is, it is. And the thing is, too. It's it's legitimate for Buffy to have that kind of mindset because she is a slayer. She's already died once. Right. Well, how can she plan for a future? How can she plan anything? Having a vampire boyfriend actually isn't all of that wild just because why would she think about their future together? Hers is not going to last that long. Is she really going to live long enough for him to be like, hey, you're getting old and gray and I don't want to mm-hmm. be with you anymore. I got to go find some side piece. No, they're not going to have that conversation because she doesn't think her life spans that long. She lives in the right. moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's such, no, she's such a teenager. She, she's such a kid. But, you know, she's far, she's far more mature than her years because she has to be. Like, yeah. as you mentioned, she already died once. You know, just imagine being 16 and knowing that your life is going to be so cut short. And then imagine you actually dying. It was already cut short and you still have the possibility of it being cut short again so it's it, it's a lot heavy is the head that wears the the steak <laughs> yeah. I love yes. It. yes so to go back to the library for a quick second something that we kind of missed out on so we did mention that xander and cordelia are a thing you know they're they're stooping in closets and things everywhere now during the scene stooping <laughs> I love yes. that term so much. My mom used that term. I fucking love it. <laughs> it's yes. great. I Double. use it often. People are like, what? Like, yeah, stupid. It, it's a nice way of saying, you know, fucking. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Cordelia comes into the library during this scene and she says, hey, um, the teacher's missing. He's not in today. Don't you guys find that weird? Like, he skipped day of school? No. Like, it's sunny there. Like, Corey was the voice of reason for this little split second. She's like, hey, the teacher's missing. Um, that doesn't feel right. And she she mentions to Xander, we should go look for him. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Cordy mentioned, you know, this teacher's missing, She's which not is actually definitely being reasonable. Cordy's being no. horny. Yes. <laughs> Cord, horny Cordy. She's being horny. <laughs> teacher's missing. Xander, help me look for him in a closet. And Xander's like, okay, yeah, let's let's go look for him. So, lo and behold, uh, security guard finds the teacher. He's in the basement, and uh, the security guard doesn't make it, you know, he gets attacked. Uh, yeah, hole okay, in the wall. so this is another thing in Sunnydale. If you go into any basement, you're doomed. But if you go into the Sunnydale High School basement, you are definitely going to die. It is a bad place. It mm-hmm. is a bad, bad place. So this whole time... Yes. I'm watching him going, Mm-mm, you're about to be sacrificed. I don't remember, but I know you're about to. Yeah, it's a problem. So we now know that the teacher is alive. 
we won't say well, but we know that he is alive. And, you know, that there's, there's something going on in that, in that their basement. So we go back. It's nighttime. Buffy's at home. And yeah, she just came back from her makeout session with Angel. Mm-hmm. It's very late. Yes. So the egg, essentially the egg hatches, and it's a face hugger a la alien. Yes, and that's what I wrote down. I wrote down face hugger yeah. cousin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wrote face hugger egg. <laughs> face hugger egg a la, um, you know, alien trying to attack Buffy. Buffy, you know, she it runs around the room, tries to attack it. Buffy kills it and keeps the body. Now, of course, she calls her best friend Willow. Like, hey, Willow, Willow has an egg. Willow, what's, you know, my egg tried to hatch and this thing came out and it attacked me. Are you okay? And Willow's like, yeah, I'm fine. No, everything's cool. I'm all right. Like, okay, well, I'll see you in the school tomorrow. We'll talk about it. Willow hangs up the phone and her egg has already hatched and we can safely assume that Willow was not able to get away from the face hugger. So, yeah. Willow is a egg person. I like their egg people. Yes. So they're all back at school the next day and this Mm -hmm. this whole part too gives me like the faculty vibes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's totally what I was getting. And I don't remember which came first, the chicken or the egg here. I think they this episode aired around the same i feel like the faculty was another 99 movie yeah it was a um, 99 movie i believe yeah so it was right after this so buffy once again was paving the road for others but it does this is like big faculty Absolutely. vibes coming in where yes. they don't know who is being controlled and who isn't and what's going on but they're suspicious of everybody except for exactly. willow because buffy believes that willow is okay right so Buffy is at school. She's talking to Willow. She's talking to Cordy. And Cordy is being Cordy. Uh, and Buffy asks, hey, Cordy, where's your egg? And it's, it's, in my, it's in my teddy bear. Because, of course, it's the 90s. And teddy bear book bags, like book packs, were like backpacks. They were book a thing. Bags. Yeah. Backpacks were a thing. So she's like, yeah, it's, it's in my backpack. You know? you know, that's where the egg is. And I wrote this line down because I'm like, Cordy, are you fucking serious? So, <laughs> Cordy's talking to Buffy, and like I don't even know. <laughs> I caught this, and I think you, you, you might have caught this too, uh, Heather. But Cordy's talking to Buffy, and they stop, and Cordy's talking to someone else. Like, hey, is that your real hair? She says this line. I'm like, that's an interesting question. And as Cordy's walking towards her, it's a black girl. And I'm like, Cordy, no. <laughs> You never ask a black woman, is that your real hair? Like, I don't know if this is something that, you know, they didn't just catch because it's the mid-90s and they don't notice these things. I'm like, she just asked a black woman, is that her real hair? Very specifically, and you do not, you do not see a lot on the show at all either. You don't. Kendra was it. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, I think, I think they may have made a boo-boo with that. Yeah, it's like, uh. I think this they is were kind of bad form situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I mean, of mm-hmm. all microaggressions, no, there are worse ones, but I'm like, yeah. But that it's just bad. It's bad. I, it's bad. It is. It is. It is. But I caught totally that like, uh, yeah, no, girl. That's no Cordy. That's, I will blame But the it writing. is something Cordy would have done. But I don't yes. think it was, 
I don't think it was done with that purposeful intent. Right. Like it was just like, ooh. <laughs> The the stars aligned in the wrong in the wrong way with that one hundred percent agree. And yes. I, that's what I wrote too. I wrote bad form Cordy. Yes. So uh, <laughs> Xander is hungry. Like he um he missed lunch or something. He was hungry, but he has this hard boiled what he thinks is an egg. This so is a very like, oh. upsetting part. And yeah. I know you're listening. You can see where this is going. Right. Because as we know, Xander cheated early when he got his egg. He bowled it right away because it makes the egg more durable. But now he's hungry. He's like, hey, I have this bowled egg in my bag. Let me go ahead and, you know, eat this guy. Cracks it open, peels it off, and it's a baby face hugger, hard boiled. Yeah. And he's like, WTF. Thank goodness he saw it and they didn't make him take a bite, though, because that would have been an out moment for me. I'm like, nope, I'm not finishing this episode. I'll see you later, guys. Even yes. Xander. Even Xander is Joss. Nope. Don't want him to eat that. Yep. So now we have Cordy. Also, oh, we know Cordy is one of the egg people because we saw the tentacles come out of her teddy bear backpack. So Yeah, it was creepy. It pokes right through the eyeball. It's so creepy. Yeah. So we know that she's one of the, 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 the egg people. So now um, we're in the science lab uh, because Buffy brought in her you know, deceased one. And it's Cordy, it's Buffy, it's uh, Willow and Xander. And now um, they brought it in so Will can dissect. And Buffy's like, well, why don't you do a dissection? Oh, well, I think Xander says to Buffy, why don't you dissect? Say, like, oh no, I killed it. Dissection is definitely Willow's bag. So she has to handle this. So, and this is when I believe uh, they get knocked out. Yeah, right? right here. Yeah, yep. they get knocked they out get and knocked. they get locked into a closet. Yes. So we're they back in the closet out. again. Yes. Oh, actually, no. Before that, it's Joyce, and before we get, before we, oh, actually, yes. So we got hit of ourselves between the game knocked out and being in the closet and Xander eating the egg. Giles and Joyce are in the library. Oh, that's right. Yes. Giles and Buffy's Joyce also very a... grounded right here. She's grounded to her room. She's grounded oh, yeah. from from like everything. And Joyce is supposed to be picking her up from school. Yes. Yes. So Joyce is there saying, I'm going to pick her from the library at this time. She's at the library and Buffy isn't there because hard people and things. Another piece from earlier in this episode, there was a random egg in the library, in the stacks for some reason. Yeah. Right. It's kind of weird, kind of weird. But yeah, random egg in the stacks in the library. So now Giles, you know, we, he practically fucking lives in the library. So Joyce is there looking for Buffy. And, you know, Giles is an egg person. And he, of course, you know, gets Joyce. So Giles, egg person. Now Joyce is egg person. Crazy. Invasion of the body snatchers. Now, go back to the, uh, the, lab, the lab room. This is when they get knocked out and they are placed in a closet. So, in the closet, Xander and Buffy come to, and they're thinking, okay, what's going on? They ascertain that they locked us into the closet, so everyone else is egg people, but why are we in the closet? They look down, they see two eggs are also in the closet, 
So they're like, oh, they're trying to Which is good because it gives a really good reason for them not to just kill them. Right. Very good. So Because at first, they... my reaction was, why would they put them in the closet and not kill them? I love yes. when a show answers my questions for me. Comes in handy. Comes in handy. So they destroy the eggs, right? So they get out the closet and they go to the library. And since Giles is the, you know, he's one of the bads in this episode, they're in also Willow in this case. So yeah. those are the two people who kind of figure out what's going on. So likely enough, small plot hole, but the books that they're doing research on are right there on the table. So they get to the library thinking, okay, let's go to Giles and see what Giles can help us with. But Giles is also an egg person. So we now read about Bazaar. And that is the demon that is in the basement. Boop. Can't really say demon. It's a monster. So Bazaar, yeah. Bazaar lays eggs and the eggs become parasites and they control I people. just love that the eggs they lie look exactly like chicken eggs. <laughs> Like, exactly what chances of that who cares it's funny but 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 yeah i was like come on now can we give it a little bit more of a reason that we're manifesting them like this but no it's fine <laughs> but it works because when you think about it okay let's say bazaar is ancient and people were hunter gatherers they raise chickens and you no know, you pitch a little bazaar eggs with the chicken eggs you know they're this you know, is very hatched. true yeah so i i can see you know it being a parasite and you know, blending in with something that something else could, you know, be more advantageous for its, you know, perpetuation. That's a very good point. I get it. I get it. But I'm pretty sure it was just like, hey, these like chicken eggs, this is cheap. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Probably. <laughs> there you go. So we find out Bazaar is this monster that lays eggs that attaches to people and it does the bidding of Bazaar. So all the egg people are children of Bazaar and they are trying to dig them out of the basement because of course Bazaar will be in the hell mouth beneath the school. Of course, it, yeah. you know, it's you know, two feet away from it. So Buffy and Angel, not Angel, no. Buffy and Xander are pretending to be egg people to get to where they are and figure out what, what what's going to happen. Now, if you guys forgot, we still got the Gorch brothers. Which I did forget about. They did a yes. great part of making me forget and distract me and get me completely focused on this part of the story. And, oh, and we had a Jonathan sighting here too. Yes, Jonathan. Yes, Jonathan was there. Again, Jonathan. like the third time. Yep, Jonathan ends up... <laughs> Jonathan does not have an easy time in Sunnydale. He doesn't. Poor kid. Like, no, I, I don't question Jonathan's life choices too much. Like, no, sir, you, you've been through it. <laughs> yeah, he's on a path. He's on a path. Yes. There's no deterring it. Is well, it. it is well documented. <laughs> well documented. But the Gorge brothers, um, Xander and Buffy are in the basement and we see, uh, Bazaar being dug up. In my opinion, Bazaar, if you've seen the second Suicide Squad movie, the Bizarro, the, the space starfish, it's definitely giving you that, or if you're more of a Marvel kid, uh, Shuma Gorath, very tentacle, huge eye. Uh, I liked uh, it. 
I liked it, it, it as a monster. And it's all underneath it the concrete. Yeah, it did. It's and they were and they were clever about it. You know, Very. not a big budget, so we're only gonna show you a little bit. But mm-hmm. the ground moving with it underneath of it, giving you the idea that it's bigger. So you get to use your imagination of what it could possibly look like underneath there. I mean, it's, yeah, you got an eye and a little bit of its body and it looks, I think the Suicide Squad too was a really, really good description yes. of of what it feels kind of like. But it is, it's actually, a, it's it's actually a pretty, pretty creepy one for certain. Absolutely. Like, what does Absolutely. it look like if we unleash this monster? Right. So all the egg people are unearthing Bazaar. Buffy's like, okay, how do I, what do we do with this? She sees her mom down there. She sees you no know, Giles down there like, oh shit, this is a problem. And on top of all of that, here come the Gorch brothers. So the Gorch, so Buffy is quite literally fighting the Gorch brothers and the Bazaar egg people and uh Tector. They're kind of well, almost, yeah, they're almost kind of working together at first. Not not yet. Well, yes, well, uh, <laughs> but Egg People and the Gorgeous are fighting Buffy, and Buffy is, like, distracted because, you know, these are people she loves, you know, her mom, Giles. Yeah, they don't want to kill these and, people. Yeah, but they don't, they're, the people are trying to definitely kill them. Yes. So, one of the Gorge brothers, I think it's William and Tector. Hector, Hector with the yeah. T. Yeah, yes. Hector. Hector gets eaten by Mama Bazaar. Mm-hmm. She grabs him with the yeah. tentacles. It's really gross. Mm-hmm. And drags him it's, in. Yep, and eats him. And now William, I'm I'm thinking his name is William. It could have been something else, but William's we're going to call him right now. He's like, oh shit, this is a problem. And William starts fighting with Buffy. Like, fighting yep. on the side of Buffy. So they're taking out people left and right. Uh, Buffy gets kind of pulled into Mama, much like Tector did. But Buffy being a slayer and she actually grabbed like a pickaxe. Yes, she, she takes, did. <laughs> she <laughs> takes out Mama while she's down there. So and we don't see is, this. All we hear is smacking and kicking. And you know what? It's really cool. Again, this is definitely a budget thing and we can't actually show you this. Mm-hmm. But it works. It totally works. Like I'm laughing out loud at this part. And yes. And, and essentially cheering Buffy on like this is this is fantastic. This is a good time. And it's perfect. And Buffy comes out just smeared in bizarre blood, essentially. Yeah. Which is all black, yeah. goopy, ucky stuff. Exactly. Now I think Tector, not Tector, but uh the other Gorchman, he gets away. I think he, he looks he at her and him. he's like, Oh man, she just whooped that thing's ass. He runs. Yes. He runs so away smart when he's Yes, he runs again, which again is is he's like you said smart, but also I love that fact that he's like, she just killed that giant monster. She's out of my league. It's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. Yes, so <laughs> of course, like most monster rules, if you kill the lead monster or if you kill the parent, the kids also die. So luckily, no one actually died in this episode aside from Tector. <laughs> but when Buffy kills Bazaar, uh, the as the the egg people become themselves again. So now you have a whole bunch of people in the basement of Sunnydale High. And what's going on? It was a gas leak. Which is ironic because gas leaks sound like smell like rotten eggs. They do? Yeah. <laughs> Parallel. I see they do. I don't that. know if that was on purpose, but I wrote that down. I'm like, I wonder if that was on purpose or not. It's a really good explanation. Yes. So everyone says it was a gas leak. Everyone comes to 
And of course, Buffy being extra grounded, <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, well, Joyce was like, hey, why weren't you in the library when I told you to be in the library? You know, you're not listening. You're grounded again. Now, Buffy just saved everyone. She just saved the town again. Again. And for vampires. It's like, this girl just cannot catch a break. Nope. And it's just like, oh, man, really? Really? Like, she just saved your life. She got to be tired. I'm, like, tired for Buffy at this point. Right. Like, I mean, it's it's rough over there. You should definitely go make out with your vampire boyfriend some more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Going back to next week's episode. I know. But, I know. Yeah. Yes, but like she just can't catch a break. Like at this point in time, you just want to be like Joyce. I'm like mom. I'm the Slayer. You know, I have responsibilities. There are things I have to do. You know, I'm trying here. I'm trying, but of course that doesn't happen. At least not yet, anyway. No. But Buffy, you know, she can't win for losing. You know, so and I think that's where the episode ends. Really, she does. She does go to her room and she follows the rules. And the last, the last scene is her making out with Angel. But he's yes. he's in her window. They're kissing in the window. Which, yes. ironically, I talked about my kissing my boyfriend in the window when I was grounded on the last episode. <laughs> yes. And Melissa Etheridge, come to my window, softly please, and then back. I'm oh, joking. That, that, that didn't happen. That's time like, appropriate, too. I think I think that song came out in the late 90s, so that's perfect. It would have it made, if they had the budget for Melissa back then, it would have been great, but Yes, a little too on the nose, but <laughs> fun. But yeah, guys, that is the episode. That is Bad A slash it Sex Kill. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun for a side quest. And again, it had a lot of typical tropes that we're all used to in it, but it was still a lot of fun. That, I, I love this season so much. It's so great. Yeah, we can love watching. The season. Oh, okay. go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> season, <laughs> season two is where you really kind of the show gets its stride in season two this is where we have you know when you think of Buffy this that that feeling that notion that that look and feel it starts here in season two that's what really solidifies and comes together and it's it's just it's a fun show I recommend it to everybody I had some friends who mentioned like I want to watch it but it looks so cheesy like, granted, it was the mid to late 90s. Yeah. It's, it was TV. But if, if you can suspend your, you know, disbelief for a little while, like, it's definitely worth it. Please because, get into it. Because it's, at the end of the day, what I need is a good story and great characters. I need those two things. And if you can hook me in with that, the rest of it, I can, like you said, suspension of disbelief. It's it's something that you can do with your mind if you want to. We all watched plays in person at some point in our lives. You're not telling me that you're looking at the stage going, that's a real city as the background. Right. No, you know that it's not real. Your brain's not going, why can't they put CGI on the stage and use this and that? No, you you sit there and you know what you're doing. You have to have the same you have to have the same kind of approach when you're looking at older science fiction and fantasy shows specifically because they just don't have the budgets. And even some now don't. Like there's a lot of ones that I'll watch that are just like B stories or shows that nobody's heard about on sci-fi channel that I like. Mm-hmm. Because because of that, there's a show called Dark Matter. I think that's the name of it. 
but it was on years and years ago and there's only two or three seasons of it. Terrible special effects, terrible costumes and everything, but it is a fun show. Farscape's another one that's great like that. Oh God, I need to rewatch Farscape. I started watching it again like three or four months ago. Like I need to pick this back up. But another one to your your point, Warehouse 13. I loved Warehouse 13. That's a great one. Yeah, you have... you watch those and you you can't sit there and go, well, their special effects and makeup isn't up to no, but it's about the storytelling and the characters and having fun. So absolutely. So watch Buffy. I mean, that's why we're here to tell you to watch Buffy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, we're clearly biased, but we're also clearly right. Yes, we're oh. biased with with facts to back it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Heather, where can the masses find you? Oh, nowhere. I'm hiding. Oh, I'm on <laughs> social media, guys. You can find me on Instagram. That's the place I like the most. Um, you can find me under my pen name, H.B. Walsh, or you can follow. Actually, I don't even remember what my regular one is. I'm tired. It's Heather Time. <laughs> I think it's Heather Time 1981. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, those that's a place where I am the most. I I shit post and I I do lots of lots of other stuff on there sometimes too. I I do lots of book stuff, lots of book stuff. I love books. I love reading. What about yes. you, Mark? Where can everybody find you? So elite since eighty five. I do also prefer uh, IG Instagram. I am sometimes on Twitter as well, but mostly on IG. But again, shit posting, food pics. Uh, cologne and shoes that that is my life and i'm very happy with that (laughs) very happy all right thanks for joining us please tune in next week for surprise it is one of the most important episodes in the entire series and it's wild oh so wild we are gonna have a lot to say so Mm. we'll see you then bye y'all Word of Hellmouth is hosted by me, Heather Baxendale Walsh and Mark Armstead. This show is edited and produced by unicorn aficionado Jason Soto. We are just one of many Rabbit Hole podcast shows. So go to Rabbit Hole and check it out. As we've talked about before, we've got new ones like Hersing Around. And there's all sorts of fun, cool stuff for any of your pop culture desires. You can find episodes of this show and all the other shows at rabbitholepodcast.com, Anchor, Apple, Google, pretty much anywhere where podcasts stream. The theme song used is Noise Attack by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com. And uh, that's been our show. So follow us on our socials and we'll see you with surprise. That's all I've got. Grr. Arg. Copyright 2023 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcast.com.